Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Potomac Perspective. I'm Neil Shapiro, Head of Communications at Stiefel, joined as always by our Chief Washington Policy Strategist, Brian Gardner. Hi, Brian. Neil, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. We are speaking on uh, Thursday afternoon, Groundhog Day. Um, so right. we, are, we are into February. Um, did he see a shadow? I've been busy. Did he see the shadow? I feel like they always I, see the I, I think he did, but uh, I think one of our colleagues on the KBW desk, I think Greg uh, Diddle, uh, um, made a comment about uh, uh, the Groundhog's track record, and it's yeah. not overwhelming. Um, well, because I think the Groundhog sees the shadow every time. I can't recall a time that he didn't yeah, see the it's, shadow. It's not good. So I'm, I'm not too worried. All I know is that, uh, you know, football being almost over, um, but uh, baseball. It's over for you. <laughs> spring training spring training is uh is on the way um march madness is you know starting to come into focus as college basketball season's going forward uh for the first time in decades uh my alma mater fordham is actually playing well and yep, uh, relevant and yep and relevant um they even uh beat the the first place team in the atlantic 10 the other night um uh, and I hope this doesn't offend some of the folks back in headquarters, but it was St. Louis University um, uh, that uh, that they knocked off. Um, but um, I have a reason to be excited about my own school for college basketball for the first time in a very, very, very long time. Well, that's exciting. Good luck on that run. And, and the other thing that's coming up, even well, I guess right around spring training time, the one year anniversary of the launch of Potomac perspective. I've got to, I've got to go online. I've got to figure out what to buy you for the gift for the gift. I don't know what the first anniversary gift is, but I got to figure that out. I, you know, I'm just, I'm so excited about the upcoming anniversary and the yeah. birthday. I, 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 I may go out and buy a cake to celebrate. Yeah. It's big. It's big. Well, you know, speaking of big events, and big anniversaries. Maybe that's where we start the podcast because they do pay us to talk about the Washington stuff, even though we sometimes forget. But um, the State of the Union is coming up. I mean, I, I feel like it was just Christmas and now we're already into February. Now we've got the State of the Union. Um, I think it's Tuesday night? Uh, next Tuesday, Tuesday night? 7th? Yeah. yeah. So that's next Tuesday from where. So why don't we go through it, Brian? What do you what do you think he's the president's going to hit on um, in that address? Um. So typically these speeches are laundry lists, right? Long laundry lists. Um, and very little, very few of the proposals actually come to fruition. Um, so you always have to take that with a grain of salt. It's really more about the pomp and the pageantry and the whole thing, less about policy. Um, and even some of the more notable lines over the years, you know, when you think back, I mean, I remember in the 95 speech, Bill Clinton's a speech in 95 after the the Republican Revolution of 1994. And you come in with an era of, you know, big enthusiasm with Republicans are going to cut the budget and cut spending. You know, and you can see some similarities And Clinton strides into the chamber and declares definitively the era of big government is over. Um, and as we look back almost 30 years later, um, you have to say, well, not so much. Um, big government is not over. Um, so always kind of, I don't think, I don't think Joe Biden's going to make a pronouncement like that, but you always have to take these, these big, uh, um, moments, um, with a grain of salt. But yeah, I, I, I don't expect, um, 
you know, a lot of substance. I think it's a lot of imagery and pageantry. Yeah. I feel like half the fun is the cutaway shots, right? To see what certain people are going to react to certain statements. Are people going to count how many times Biden maybe trips over the teleprompter when Trump was doing it? How many times Nancy Pelosi was going to turn into Scott? I feel like that's sort of half the, you know, how many standing ovations, you know, when is the opposing party, the Republicans, when in this case, when are they sitting on their hands? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, uh, 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 you know, big thing, um, uh, for house members, you know, who can sit on the aisle, who, you know, as the president enters the chamber, there, there's always a couple of them. They make sure they get in the chamber first so they can get a good, a good seat and a good spot. So they get camera time, uh, shaking the president's hand, um, you know, that kind of stuff. But, yeah. um, I, I think you have to take the policy um, portion of the uh, of the speech um, with with a grain of salt. With you know, it, don't, don't read too much into it. Um, you know, and we'll probably get leaks over this weekend about it. What exactly is going to be in the speech? And I, I so um, you know, we, we you and I have talked about the debt ceiling. Yeah, I was just going to say, what's not going to be in it? Is he even yeah, going to touch um, that? So, yeah. So you know, he, he'll probably mention the debt ceiling. Um, I don't think he's going to go into detail about. Um, the White House's stance. I mean, they've already said they're not going to negotiate. Um, I don't think he's going to deviate significantly from that. Um, uh, he's going to urge Congress to raise the debt ceiling. Um, but again, he's not going to reveal a lot about his negotiating position. Um, so uh, there's that. Um, uh, some 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 foreign policy issues. Um, you know, he he hit hard against um, kind of MAGA Republicans, as he likes to refer to them. Um, he may not use that term, but I think that theme of attacking what he sees as extremism mm-hmm. among Republicans, I think that kind of weaves it thematically weaves itself into the speech. Um, and he's I feel be like he doing, has used that term. I feel like he has actually used he that has, term. I just, I, not I, this, I just, this yeah, he has, I don't expect it to get into this yeah. speech. I don't think it's the right plate. At least I don't think it's the right term in this speech, um, in a state of the union, but thematically, I think can be there. Um, I, I think he's going to be looking um, to kind of rally the, the Democratic base. We're getting closer to 24. Um, so, uh, you know, themes that he's probably going to test for for 24. And, um, you know, he's and I, I think he's going to take a victory lap too. let's not let's not overlook that part of it. I think he's going to take a victory lap on the Inflation Reduction Act, regardless of what people think of that. Democrats view it as a win. So he's going to trumpet that. He's going to talk about the CHIPS Act um, and kind of, you know, reinvigorating the manufacturing sector in the United States. Well, I mean, all the they all use this as a victory lap. So that would be understandable. So, you know, Brian, you mentioned the debt ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, Where where are we with that now? Yeah, we're we're still early in the process now. so President Biden and House Speaker McCarthy met yesterday. Um, and after the meeting, um, uh, Speaker McCarthy spoke to the press and he sounded optimistic about a deal, um, uh, which you would expect. But there was no detail. Um, but you would expect him to be um, to kind of have an air of good feeling coming out of that meeting. Um, and he also said Wall Street shouldn't worry. And, you know, it's just it's a bit of a conundrum. Um, it's that's a problem. The idea that Wall Street shouldn't worry, 
because panic from financial markets typically jolts Congress into action. Um, so the markets, you know, the markets not reacting or the markets thinking that everything's okay actually takes a little pressure off of Congress. Um, the markets aren't going to react to the lack of a debt ceiling deal until we get close to that X date, that date when Treasury exhausts its extraordinary measures, um, which helps them manage uh, when the debt ceiling is hit and we're there now. Um, Treasury Secretary Yellen said that won't be until at least mid-June, um, depending on tax revenues and outflows uh, that could be it could be later into July. Um I, you know, we've talked about this before. I look back to 2011 because I think it's a very similar situation. Um, and timing is very similar. Um, that, that was a summer event. The equity market traded in a range for most of the first half of, of 2011. And it wasn't till July, um, even past the first week of July, um, that panic set in over the fear of a possible default. Then the S&P 500 sold off about 18% over just a couple of weeks. So the markets and Congress don't really care until it's time to really care. Right. They don't so, care until they care. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the McCarthy, you know, comment, um, you know, he actually, you know, I, I think policymakers probably actually want a little market reaction because that will jolt um lawmakers into action but action, that's yeah. based on 2011 that's still probably several months away yeah well you know you you mentioned um what the markets want and you talked about yelling a little bit there does seem to be a shake somewhat of a shake up coming to the biden economic team um we we got confirmation today of at least um some departures and there's rumors about who will be filling the empty speed seats why don't you bring us up to speed and and what you think the key takeaway is so I, I think a lot of this is personnel rather than policy changes. Um, I don't expect major shifts in policy coming out of out of these moves. Um, some White House officials are just leaving. Um, it's typical after a midterm election. People get burned out. These They put in very long hours. The pay is terrible. Um, and after two years, people just kind of had enough and they want to get back to a private sector, the private sector and, and back to kind of a more normal life. Um, there aren't any signs of a resetting of an agenda right now. So most of the incoming personnel are, are in line with the departing personnel. Um, so really, these moves are just reshuffling within the administration. Um, according to the reports, uh, Jared Bernstein is reportedly going to take over at the Council of Economic Advisors. He's been with the administration um, since the beginning and is a, a veteran of past Democratic administrations. Uh, Leo Brainerd, reportedly will become the director of the National Economic Council, which is a uh, a position within the White House. Um, the Brainerd move um, be interesting because she would leave the Fed if, if it comes to pass. Um, that could temporarily key on temporarily um, a, a voice from the camp that has warned about being too aggressive in raising rates. Um, uh, so there's that on the monetary policy side. Then on the regulatory policy side, because remember the Fed is not just a central bank, it's a banking regulator and probably the, the most important banking regulator. Um, it could, uh, if, she, if she were to leave, um, that could temporarily slow down some of the Fed's regulatory agenda. Um, now, I've always thought of Brainerd as being an ally of the Fed's vice chairman of supervision, Michael Barr. Um, and he's looking to update bank merger rules and bank capital requirements 
So if she were to leave, um, that's a vote on the board that's not there for him. And that pro- that could slow things down. Now, again, I think it's temporary because ultimately, uh, Leo Brainerd would be succeeded by a like-minded person. So her departure mm-hmm. doesn't completely change things at the Fed, but again, it slows it down. But now, I also recall times where Brainerd has been rumored to be a possible Treasury Secretary replacement should Yellen leave. Yeah. Um, so there's always been this concern in Washington and policy circles about personnel moves between Treasury and the Fed. Remember, the Fed is supposed to be independent. And to the extent there's any kind of revolving door between the two agencies, there is a worry that those moves, intra-agency moves, um, would undercut Fed independence. Um, So I I do think that Brainerd is is interested in, in becoming Treasury Secretary. Um, but going from the Fed to Treasury might be something that the administration is worried about. So I'm I'm wondering, and I don't know this for sure, but I'm wondering if this move just makes it easier for Brainerd to eventually become Secretary of the Treasury, maybe in a Biden second term, if there is one. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. we're a long way away from that. Um, but this intervening stop after the Fed, um, that kind of breaks her connection to the Fed, this intervening stop might make it easier, mitigate some of the concerns about um, about uh, that revolving door between Treasury and the Fed. So that, yeah. that's just something to keep in mind. Well, plus, she'd have to get past you as another rumored Treasury Secretary candidate. Yeah, you know, Neil, you are tapped into people that um, just never cease to amaze me on some of the rumors that they are coming up with. Um, that's that, that's very intriguing. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I know you'll never reveal your sources, but um, I, I'd like to talk to your sources well, one of these days and see, uh, you know, what what their favorite beverage is, because that might explain some of their commentary and, and scoops that they're giving you. I would um, I would recommend to keep don't quit your day job. I mean, anything is possible, but don't, don't, don't quit the day job. Is what I appreciate I'd say. that. Yep. Well, Brian, I think uh, that'll ra- wrap it up for us this week and all the time we have. But uh, thanks as always, Brian. Thank you, Neil. See you in a couple of weeks. And thanks to everybody for listening. Um, we'll be back with another episode of Potomac Perspective in a couple of weeks. Take care.